Everyone knows therapy is great for solving problems, but getting therapy has its own problems too, like finding the right therapist, fitting into their schedule, and of course, the cost. Well, BetterHelp can solve those problems. It's totally online and built around your schedule. It's surprisingly affordable too. Connect with a credentialed therapist by phone, video, or online chat, all from the comfort of your home. Visit BetterHelp.com to learn more and save 10% on your first month. That's BetterHelp, H-E-L-P. Hey, I'm Ryan Reynolds. At Mint Mobile, we like to do the opposite of what Big Wireless does. They charge you a lot, we charge you a little. So naturally, when they announced they'd be raising their prices due to inflation, we decided to deflate our prices due to not hating you. That's right. We're cutting the price of Mint Unlimited from $30 a month to just $15 a month. Give it a try at mintmobile.com slash switch. $45 up front for three months plus taxes and fees. Promote for new customers for limited time. Unlimited more than 40 gigabytes per month slows. Full terms at mintmobile.com. Well, welcome to the Red Men TV. It's the final word. Liverpool beaten Burnley at Turf Moor by three goals to nil. I'm joined by Steve, by James and by John Reed to discuss this one in depth and detail. Stay four games in, 12 points on the board, top of the league, won 13 league games on the bounce, a new record for Liverpool Football Club in the top flight. Uh, it's been a bit of a good start. Yeah, as a, a start goal, you'll take it, won't you? Um, fantastic, to be honest. I thought probably our best performance of the season um, at both ends of the pitch. I think we've attacked really well in the other couple of games. Um, been a bit leaky at the back, you know, all, all three games, you know, you look at them, everyone's had chances against us. Norwich had chances, uh, Southampton and, and obviously Arsenal had, had big chances as well. We didn't really give Burnley a sniff. Didn't really do anything that really absolutely concerned you, which is odd because they, I think they scored every time they played against us up until this point in the league. So pro- probably the best performance of the season, albeit only a, a handful of games. And to, to go into an, an international break with that, with that performance, it just makes everything better. If you go in on, into, into a break on the back of a draw or a loss, you're kind of mulling over it for two weeks and you can't wait to go again and you can't do anything about it. We've just strolled into the international break. Top of the league, everything's perfect. There's a lot of chaos going on around. In the Premier League, everyone's a bit bananas. Liverpool have just done, got on with it, done the business quite professionally. And I think it's, it's quite refreshing, isn't it, that everything just seems calm. And that's a, it's very, very un-Liverpool-like for a number of years. So, yeah, there's, there's nothing other, like, in terms of worries, I think, that game dispelled a lot of those for me. I was worried about us defensively, and I thought Barnes and Wood in particular would cause issues. I mean, I don't think Alisson really had to, sorry, Adrian really had to do anything, make a, make a save of note. So, yeah, fantastic. Long there, there was an early save, wasn't there, from, was it Wood, I think it was, where he gets down to his right-hand side, palms it out, Matip then clears the ball. Yeah. But other than that, that was probably the only shot that I remember being on target, James. And, you know, it's a very tough place to go to, Burnley, yeah. and we made it look rather easy in the end, didn't we? Yeah, you, and you've got to think as well, it's not too far gone since they were you know, qualifying for the Europa League due to the home performances that they were making. They're a good team, that they've got a solid base there, and it's a club that it, it's probably not going to go on and achieve any more than what they did a few years ago, getting to that Europa League. But they've got a solid fan base, they've got a solid club, you know, they've had the manager for a long time as well. Um, and when you do play them, you do have to have that just sort of awareness because they can cause your team troubles, essentially. And, you know, especially at their ground where they're most confident, you know, and anyone who plays Liverpool now, they'll just be thinking, I'm just up for this game. This is Liverpool, this is the, the biggest game along with City in the Premier League. Let's go and do everything we can, and we snotted them, and that's just what we've got to do. We've got to be aggressive towards these teams. John, were you surprised at the start of eleven being unchanged from Arsenal? Uh, no, not really. I think um, I think one thing the manager's done really well, and I've heard, obviously had a few players comment on it in the press. Is I think he's kind of translated what we did last season very well into them keeping them hungry for this season, and just kind of rode that wave. And you know, Steve touches on kind of the defensive issues there. We've had. I think we've known the front three are carrying us a little bit at the minute. Like not not completely, but you know we've had some troubles at the back. Um, so I think sticking with that team, you know, obviously with the breaking between the games as well, I think was the best thing you could do. Just get more lads, more minutes, more confidence, and then you know slowly drip feed other people in. I think the subs as well in the game, um, showing you that he brings Chamberlain on. I think kind of shows you where certain people are. Again, that he's trying to get people like Chamberlain minutes to get him up to where he needs to be. You know, rather than putting like say lads like Milner on, you know, you could probably drop in for twenty minutes, half an hour of a game, and he'd be fine. 
Yeah, I must admit, I was I was slightly surprised at the starting eleven. I didn't think he'd go with the with the unchanged lineup. And for me, you know, you know, when we were driving down to Burnley, and I thought it all week to be first day. I, I thought to myself, this is a game for Milner. Yeah. I thought, you know, because he doesn't play international football, I was thinking to myself, you want to get him ninety here because he's going to have nearly two weeks off now. And if he doesn't play a full ninety here, you're losing that match sharpness that he's built up over pre-season in the first few minutes because he obviously he plays against Southampton with. Wayne Aldham and Oxley Chamberlain a couple of weeks ago. Admittedly, I think that one was after the Super Cup, wasn't it? So that you can understand the rotation there. And I was also looking at Alex Oxley Chamberlain, thinking it's a good game for him. You see where he's at, but I think it shows a lot of respect for Burnley and what they're about that he didn't change that lineup. And also, I think maybe Oxley Chamberlain being called up to England might have had uh, might have changed this thinking slightly. To be honest, I just think he's picked what he thinks his best team is at the minute, and. I think I don't think Klopp really plans game after game. I think he just gets it, gets in and goes, here's what I've got, here's how I'm going to use it. I don't think he'll ever see him rest plays in away games. I think if he's going to rest players, you might see someone on the bench, you know, when we play, say, I don't know, someone comes to Anfield, who's bottom of the league at the minute, say, say I don't know, Watford the rubbish at the minute, but say, say they come to Anfield, you might see Origi get a start over for me, you know. But I, think, I don't think he'll rest players in away games. I think he'll see what he's got and pick his best team for that game. And that's, that, that was the best team for that game. I, I, was, I was quite happy with it. The only, there was, again, I think if Chamberlain was 100% at it, mm-hmm. I've got a feeling he'd be in the team. But obviously, I don't think, he, it's unreasonable to think that he'll be 100% at it straight away. So, and that's a hard game for you not to be 100% at. So, I think that was, again, I don't think, in terms of talent, I don't think it's our best team. But in terms of current form, there's no one there who think he, he, he doesn't deserve to be in this team or you've got to bomb him out or... There's someone on the bench who's really pushing them. I think it's only, I mean, like I say, you can throw Milner in any time, any place, and he'll be fine. He'll do James Milner stuff. Chamberlain's ceiling is probably higher than Henderson and Wijnaldum as the as the attacking option in midfield. But over the, I think he's just gone like that. That's my best team. This is a hard game. And it is a hard game. And we made it look easy, which which is just credit to how good Liverpool are at the moment. But that's a, I don't think that's a game where you mess about. I think you, you see what you've got and you go, right, that's our team. That's what we're going to win with. And... Listen, he was he was more than justified, wasn't it? You, you mentioned two words that struck a chord with me there: the the, the talent um, and form. And I think as soon as you said that, I'm thinking to myself, that's Gomez and Matip. Yeah. And and I think that yeah. that's the big question at the moment: where does Joe Gomez get back into this side, and how does he get back into the side? Is it a case of he's going to spell Trent Alexander Arnold, or is Matip just fighting tooth and nail for that spot, and he'll keep him out if he keeps playing at this level? Uh, Matip deserves to play, doesn't he? That, 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 it's as simple as that. It's, it's the reason, it's how Gomez got in the team in the first place. He'd come in when some other people maybe weren't at it or available and he kept his place and that's what's happened here. There's no re- there's no way in a million years you drop John Matip now. You just, you just don't do it. And listen, Gomez has played well. At, at, he started the season, doesn't he? He, he? he started the knowledge game and stuff. He played right back at times as well. At the minute, I wouldn't change anything. And especially if the games are going to be one a week. When we get to Champions League fixtures, I reckon he will start rotating those two. I don't think he trusts Matt to play three games a week, for example. He's, he's, he, he picks Van Dijk all the time, and I think he will rotate the other. He'll rotate Matip, Gomez, and Trent. Two of those three will play in every game, and that's fine. I think th- there's no reason to, to alter it. At the minute, if, if my life depends on a game Liverpool winning it tomorrow, then Joel Matip will be our centre back for me. And I'm, I'm a big Gomez fan. I think. You know, I think I thought he was going to play against Arsenal, you know, because of his pace and stuff. Um, but Matip and Van Dijk have got this understanding. You know, it's a it's a, it's a partnership that won a European Cup. It, it went on the massive unbeaten run at the end of last season. It's continued into this season. There's absolutely no reason to change it. And like you say, your best team isn't always your, your most your eleven most talented players. That you know, if, if it was the case, then Kaita will play every week probably, or Chamberlain will play every single week. Gomez would definitely play a centre half, but that is, that is now footy works, is it? You pick the best balance and stuff, and I don't know what it is that makes Matip and Van Dijk work well. But it's, it's uh, why would you why would you disrupt it now? It makes no sense. And to be fair, Gomez, when Gomez played earlier in the season, you know, Liverpool did let, they conceded quite a few chances, um, especially Norwich. I thought mm. it looked it didn't look right again early season and stuff. So they've not played together for quite yeah, a long time. Yeah, well, there's, there's tons of there's tons of reasons why. I think if you said to Klopp who's the best centre-back you've got after Van Dijk, I think he would hand on heart say Joe Gomez. But then he's got to look at Joe Matip in the face and say, I can't, I'm dropping you. And can you imagine the message that sends to your, to your dressing room? You know, look how good this lad's been and I'm 
I, I, I preach if you're good in training and you're good in matches, I'll give you your shirt. And this lad's been brilliant, so by the way, he's dropped. I, I don't think you can do it. I think when you start to rotate, it makes it easier, doesn't it, when there's more games? But right now, I don't think you can do it. Where do you stand on this one, John? It's been a while since we've spoken about... Well, I don't know if we have spoken <laughs> about the Gomez matter thing, actually. Um, no, I'm all for it. I think... I think he's. I think the reason it works. I think I'm. I'm not knocking Gomez's football ability. Is I think that Matip's. You know, he's, he's played centre mid and he's comfortable on the ball. And we're seeing the benefits of that with Trent. You know, the way the way he can play passes and stuff. I think when we split the centre halves a lot and you've got a goalie coming out. You know, as like an, an eleventh outfield player, they're both comfortable on the ball. And like I say I'm not saying Gomez isn't comfortable, but I think Gomez is. Is good on the ball, but as Steve says, you know, you, you see a lot of his recovery. You know, it, it's that pace that helps him recover things a lot, which I think why is why he struggles sometimes as a fullback because he's got to use that more. Um, but you know, he, he played. You know, he, he plays the pass into Firmino for the third goal. You know, and it's a straight pass, and that's I think we're at our best when we're being vertical as a team. Mm -hmm. You know, and very compact, and that's what the manager wants, and that's actually what he facilitates. And if he he has that thing within a massive, which I know we all kind of take the piss out of him for a little bit. But you know, if he can't do that, he'll he'll go into midfield with the ball at his feet and dribble a bit. And then either way, we're still getting up the pitch, and it's it's about attacking. Um, so you get a good balance from him, I think. And like I say, you know, Gomez is a great defender, but he's got different attributes. He's you know he's much more of a ball playing centre half than he is. I I think comfortable being in midfield and having to do things with stuff around him. You know what I mean? So. The manager's got options there, and I think you know if you look at someone as well like Fabinho, we had a bit of a chat about him before we started. I think he he, he has similar attributes as well in that he, he seems comfortable on the ball in midfield, but I could just as easily see him at centre half if the manager wants that. So there's options for him. You know what I mean? It's not as if you know there's no reason like why we have to pick one or the other. You know we can, we can have the best of both worlds as he said. You know the manager's already said, hasn't he, in his press conferences and stuff that he's going to start rotating more when we have more games. Um, so why, if it's working for now, why try and make it complicated? You know what I mean? I just think it's that's the partnership that, that won us the European Cup. So you stick with what works. James, just stick it, stick it on this topic slightly for for a minute or two. Um, when you think about playing Burnley, and you think about Joe Matip, and you think about Joe Gomez before the game, who would you have said matched up better with Woods and Barnes, Matip or Gomez? Truthfully, Matip. And even though he might not have that physical stature that Gomez might, might you know, present, because Gomez, he's a, he's a big guy, do you know what I mean? He's, he's a tank, he's built like a fucking huge fella, and he, he can just push people off the ball and, and head the ball away. But I think Matip just, I, I don't know, just the amount he's convinced me over the past few few months, since like last December or whatever, he's just been amazing, and I'd want him in my team against anyone, whether that's Burnley or if it's Barcelona, I want to see Matip in there because you said it before, him and Van Dijk just have something, they have this like connection with each other and it just works and it, you don't fix what isn't broken at the end of the day, if it's working and it's doing well for you and they're playing like the best pair in the world at the moment, then I don't, I don't really see a point I, in I changing must, it. I must admit, like if, you, if I think back to 18 months ago, I would say this wasn't a game for Joel Matter. No, I agree. And I, I always used to say, the word I used to use, and I think you used to use it as well quite often when the scrum is, is passive. Yeah, and it's soft. Yeah, and you know, you think like Woods and Barnes and those type of psychers would be able to get into him, but he just he's just changed completely. I don't know whether it's playing with Virgil van Dijk and having that little bit of confidence, or he's just in better form himself. Maybe he's playing free from pain and free from injuries for a long time now, and he's just got to the level that he's always been able to achieve. But for me now, he knows when to attack the ball. He can be aggressive when he wants to be. He knows when to stand off. You mentioned that ball into Firmino. He wins the second ball there. You know, I'm doing this one on the goals explained. It'll be out later on the YouTube. And you see him, his position's perfect. His position's perfect because I think it's Wood, is it, that plays the ball down to Rodriguez. Now, Matip's there and he's looking at, if Rodriguez picks the ball up, I'm in a good position. And if he misses the ball, he steps out onto it. It's absolutely fantastic defending. And then he's got the ability to hit the ball as well. I just think he's he's been absolutely superb, Joe Matip. Another player I wanted to talk about is Adrian. Um, now, you know, in the ground, Steve, you know, we saw that great save. Admittedly, it was early on, and it was the other end of the pitch. Kicking wise, I'm, st I'm st he's not there, but he's our backup goalkeeper, so I understand it. But he makes a double save when they're offside. He makes a great save from Rodriguez late on in the game, where he's sort of down, palming at his feet. He's a great shot stopper, isn't he? And yeah. he seems to have really got into this side and enjoying himself. Yeah, he can't kick. No, he can't kick at all. He can't yeah. get. He, he can't get to the halfway line. 
that's a big worry for us. But that's why they don't give me. They try, they try as much as they can not to give me, and that's fine. Every time, you know, if they have to give it to him, they give it to him in a position where he can then play the pass to do the centre half. They, they, it doesn't look like they want to give it to him to to ping the you know the diagonals out to to the wingers or to the fullbacks, and that's fine. You play with you play with what you've got and, and you play to your limitations. It's a, it's amazing actually how far he can kick it. It's it's, 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 it's actually it, it just about gets to the day, but that's. He's a backup goalie. You've got to, you've got to, you know, you've got to adapt. If, if this was Sunday league, would he be taking his own goal kicks? Honestly, absolutely not. I think it, you know, you, and you just wouldn't, you, and that's fine. You know, he is, he is who he is. He's, he's, there's a reason why he was, you know, trained in Spain with no one signing for him. He's good, but he's not. He's never going to be a first choice, is he? For anyone at the moment, I think down the bottom of the league, teams would probably have him because again, he is a really good shot stopper. I thought the one that Rodriguez is, for example, is really good. Um, just play, play. That's fine. Take the pressure off him. Don't kick it back to him. If you, you know, if he can't kick it, don't give it kick it to him. It's like asking, you know, you're not going to lump fifty balls in the air towards Mo Salah. He's probably going to not win every headers. So you you play to the strengths of your of your team. I like his character. If nothing else, I've, you know, he's a, he's a little bit bananas, and I, and I think that's good. I've got no worries. I was never panicking about him. You know what I mean? I, even under the high, think he's better than Mini Lane. Uh, Yes, I, uh, I don't know. It's a good question. I, I think he's a better character, and I think that helps. I think you've got again. I think you need to. I don't think Liverpool can. You can be a shrink and violet at Liverpool's goalie. Where, where, I, I think of all the positions that we're critical about. I think we're really harsh on goalies, as fans on things like this in the ground. You know, every time the ball went near carries or Mignolet, we were harsh on them. Um, Rightly or wrongly, I think it was just a natural reaction. Whether he's better or not, I think he's better for our fan base than Mignolet. Uh, yeah, and I think he's I think he's better in that he's more front foot. And I think Mignolet was on his line too much and he was too deep and that that killed us. Adrian will come on, you know, he will come and sweep up and he will he'll do it pretty well again. Again, even again I've mentioned the Arsenal game when he, he comes out and he clears and it goes to their lad. I think that's just a little bit hard lines. I think he was right to come and sweep it out, just as clear and stuff again, because he can't kick. I liked I liked that he didn't he didn't look phased when the ball was in the air as well. You know, he was happy to come and claim stuff or come and get it. That's the thing that, that separates him from Mignolet. Mignolet's probably technically a better shot stopper, but I, I feel more confident with Adrian in goal, I must admit, than I would with, with Mignolet. I think it I think it's credit to him actually, I think, because it's again it's dead hard being Liverpool's goalie. Allison walked in, he's the first one who's made it look easy for what, ten years since Pepe well mid Peak Pepe reign there around 2007. Ever since then, it's been a, it's been a, it's been hard graft, hasn't it? And Alison just waltzed in magnificently and just did it all brilliantly. And to be fair, Adrian's done all right, hasn't he? He hasn't he hasn't done anything. Just the Ings one for Southampton. Yeah, and that's, and that's a shocker. And that's one of those where that's so bad you can almost write it off. It isn't like, for example, it's like we wrote off the Alison one against Leicester. Yeah, similar. Like. I watched Lossell playing for Arsenal against Spurs yesterday as I was watching the North London derby and he makes a couple of parries and he does it a couple of times and that would be more of a worry than the Ings thing for me because the Ings thing you can just stop you know you just don't be a dickhead if, you're, if your natural reaction is to parry it and it doesn't go far that's never going to change and, and Mignolet had that issue at times as well I've, never, I've not seen anything fundamentally in his, in his shot stopping that makes me really you know, nervous about him I just don't think again. Don't you can't kick it. Don't don't let him kick it. And that's you're you're laughing. Okay, uh, let's get on to the first goal, and then we'll have a little chat about Salah and stuff after it. And we've got to obviously bring come on to the Mane stuff. James, the first goal um, is it Trent? Yeah, yeah. <laughs> you mad? What do you mean? Is it Trent? Of course, it's Trent. He, it's he absolutely was, not Trent. <laughs> well, it is because he shot it. It, it looks on tight. No, probably not. But listen, it, 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 <laughs> goal. it ends up going in the top left bins. Doesn't matter if it went off their player. It's his goal. Okay, you're on it. Poll in the uh, in the YouTube video. Can we put a poll in there? Who <laughs> agrees with James? It's sense goal. I hope everyone agrees because that was his goal. <laughs> that was his fucking goal. Listen, right. you got thirty seconds to case your arguments. Pretty much, it was his down the lens, lad. Long story short, it was his goal. He was the one who put it in the net, even though it went off a player. I don't really have an argument. It was his goal. It was blatant. <laughs> <laughs> Do you know what I mean? It was I obvious. But he's just boss, isn't he? Well, you've convinced me that it's not his goal. <laughs> <laughs> was it his goal? I'd say so, yeah. Really? He's right. My guy. <laughs> okay, you've got well, 30 he... seconds. <laughs> argument, lads. I just think, ultimately, all right, yeah, you know, he's definitely put it in, hung it up as a cross back stick. That's what he's tried to do. 
but the point is, is it's gone in. And like, if, for me, it's like it's the intent of it. It's like he's, you know, he's, he's trying to put it into the goal. Not as in taking a shot, but as in he's trying to hang it up for someone to, to nod it in. So okay, well, I've got bigger deflections than that. Wait, 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 wait. Matip plays a ball to Firmino and we end up scoring off it. The intent is that he's moving <laughs> yeah. the ball forward to try and get a goal. If that takes a deflection off somebody somehow from the halfway line and goes in, is it Matip's goal? No, but that's a different thing. <laughs> <laughs> it's it's like, saying, it's exactly like, what you're saying. Like, I've seen much bigger deflections than that. Than, than that. Like, I've seen, and it's been counted as a goal for the player who took the, the shot or the cross or whatever. That's a goal. Okay. 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 Stay? Yeah. Goal? No. Absolutely not. <laughs> <laughs> I, I think isn't is I think the definition say after the game he went asked he said I'm bothered which is you know he, he played that he played the, the it, professional card you know he clearly doesn't have a competition with Robertson for most goals this and it, 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 it counts as an assist anyway won't it so he'll be laughing and he, I think he basically said you know as long as the team wins and all that I think the rule is it's got to be on target it can be if it, if you shoot on target and it deflects anywhere and goes in it's your goal that's going back stick for someone to try and nod in um, so no I don't think it is goal what I would say I thought we used that tactic well the early cross and I thought. Um, they explained it well, I think, on the... Obviously, you've got the ground, you wouldn't see it. Sky post-match, and they were saying... Um, Trent, I think it was Trent's interview, he said, actually, they worked on it all week, and that if you let Burnley get set for... So if you work it slowly, 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 and then cross it, their centre-half's led it away, and their full-backs are massive. They'll led everything away. But if you can catch them coming out or going back with the ball, and you can whip it in first time, you're more likely to get something out of it. And Trent done it a few times, and Henderson always does it in every game anyway, and he done it a few times. And I think that's the benefit of having the week off. I always felt like every time we played Burnley, it'd be on the back of a Champions League game or a few injuries or it'd be a cup game in the middle. Well, it was the, it was the flip reverse this time. They had a game midweek, yeah. didn't they? Yeah. Whereas we didn't. We had a full and week I think and, and, you know, even again, Van Dijk's post-match, he's, he has an interview on Sky and he says, but we practised this all week. We we, we stuck Divock Origi in training on me and we just lumped balls at him. And me, you know, him and, and we, we just used him as like. Oh, we said, we said, yeah, yeah. He said we just used him as as like the Chris Wood, Ashley Barnes nuisance factor, you know, almost like a, a pracky for it. And I think you could tell that Liverpool had done their own work on that game. It looked that's what it looked like. It didn't look like Liverpool playing Liverpool footy all, all the time. It looked like Liverpool playing footy to beat Burnley, and that cross was just one example. To be fair, if I was a Burnley fan, I'd be absolutely raging at Wood for turning this back. I think that's just I think that's unacceptable. To be honest, I don't think any footy player in the world you can kind of accept it if it's like a you know if it rolls out to the edge of the box and Oxley Chamberlain's blaming one from forty yards and you think Christ, don't want that hit me in the face. But a curl and cross from from Trent, I think you'd want your big brave striker to not turn his back on it. Um, the goalie should do better, I think as well. I think he, he his footwork's non-existent. He's very static. Um, so it, it, it's a it's a slice of luck, but I think. It's one that we probably earned just because again we were doing something to exploit Burnley's weaknesses and, and, and obviously work because they've got a goalie who stays on his line. They, they don't really press crosses very well. They want you to cross it. They they're made up if you cross it because they will just edit away all day. What they don't want is the the one who's on the edge of the box and the, and the fast intricate stuff. They've got no desire to play that. So we worked on something to counteract them. And listen, it's a slice of luck. To be honest, if it doesn't hit the lad. I think we're probably going to score. I think is it Mane at the back post? It is Mane, isn't it? Same old Sally. And, and, and I think he's going to score. So it's, it's a little bit of luck. I don't think it's ten goal, but I always, I always felt, and you might, you, you'll probably agree. Watching Man United's nineties, two thousands, you always felt they were jammy. But I think good teams get the the luck, don't they? I mean, you, you, they'd get that goal where it'd fall and ricochet to six lads, and you get one in, or they score an oggy or something. And I think we're starting to get in. I think good teams tend to get the rub of the green a bit. Yeah. No, I think I think Steve's right. I think you know whether whether you think it's Trent's goal or you don't think it's Trent's goal. Ultimately, it's it's his it, him doing what he did is yeah. what influenced them. Made it happen. I mean, the ball from Henderson's not great. I actually thought like oh, like we could do something here, and then the ball from Henderson is a pre- actually a pretty poor pass. He still does that, and as she says, you know the fact that he's able to put that ball in, regardless of whether it's him going through or not, and ended up going into the net. It's, it's still would have gone into a dangerous area, and you know, in in some way, either you know, maybe either gone in off somebody else, or you know, fell for a second ball, or something else would have happened. It's 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 clearly something we worked on, but it's his influence. You know what I mean? Like if it's if it's you know if it's a matter of doing that or somebody else, that ball doesn't get put into that area, and it's not a dangerous situation. Yeah, you know he's, what a I mean? bril- he's a brilliant. He's a brilliant crosser. He's absolutely, and I think that's where 
I don't know if you've, I think obviously everyone's seen this guy interview with Klopp afterwards where his face drops. Um, but I think that's why he was probably so disappointed that he didn't get given it. Not be, not necessarily because of the deflection, but more because it come from something he did that was really good, and that's what he brings to the team. Yeah. And you know, Steve's right when he says, you know, like that's not something you'd associate classically with Burnley. You know what I mean? I, I don't think they're used to. Or whether whether teams do or don't do it, I don't know, but I don't think they're used to teams doing that to them because you know you, you look at the, you know they are they are big lads you know and and you know quite rough and ready, but you're not expecting people to suddenly start going like well we're just going to throw loads of crosses into your box because you know because they they set them away. So fair play to him. I think I think like I say he deserves. We were clearly in the ascendancy as a team anyway, but he, he deserves, I think, the credit at least for doing it. You know what I mean? Okay. Um, we got a comment on last week's final word show that said uh, something along the lines of they weren't very happy uh, with me uh, talking about Premier League football and, and harking it back to my days in five aside or 11 aside. So I'm not going to do that this week. Oh, I've got a really good I actually out. am. Yeah. So I once crossed the ball in. In uh, eleven aside, and I'm really sorry, but you 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 caused me to do this, and this doesn't really affect the game, and this really isn't about the game. I'm just telling you a story about when I played eleven aside when I was ten years old, <laughs> which was 26 years ago, by the way. Um, so this is going to really piss you off. But maybe you maybe you won't type the message next time. Um, and I, I don't carry things, so that I, you know, I, I, I just water off a duck's back. Uh, I once crossed the ball when I was 10 years old and if anyone who, who played in the Rudston Villa side under 11s where we came second in the league to Genoa, um, then, then you'll know this. Uh, I said I shot but I really crossed and it went in the top bin. There you go, I finally got it off my chest. It's got nothing to do with the game Confession. but I just wanted to piss you off a little bit to be honest with you, so here we go. It's just a therapy session. <laughs> Uh, there'll be no one who watches this get from Rudston Villa <laughs> under 11s. Uh, they've been so terrible performances at right wing uh, back in the day when I was right footed. Um, changed when I was about 13 to left footed. You probably don't care, but you know, again, it's just something I wanted Listen, to mate, tell you, everyone. You be, it's your show, you do what you want. I thought so, thank you very much. Um, so I'm going to talk a little bit about Salah now, and hopefully this will bleed into the Marnie conversation as well. Um, Salah, he strikes the post early on in the game, doesn't it's a great he? Table. Fingertips, maybe, yeah. Um, I, I only watched it once back, I think, uh, you know, at a service station on the way home. Um, he gets that one where it bounces off him after a great little through ball by Hendo where he picks the ball up deep as well. Um, he's trying to score goals a lot, Steve, um, and then Mane comes off when he's substituted and he is absolutely raging at Mo Salah for not playing him through. Do you like this? Yeah, I've got no issue with it, to be honest. I'd be raging as well. He should have passed it. He had two. The one, actually, the worst one was the one where he should have played for me, you know, and that, that's probably a, a, an even more, I don't know, selfish act of it. I think Mark did it to me in five aside like three months ago. and he never played the ball. I'm still raging about it now. Like. I, you know what? I, I've got no issue. I, I don't know if you really want to do it on the side of the pitch where the cameras can see. I think you might want to get in the dressing room and do it. But listen, we're, we're, everyone's got emotions and sometimes it's hard to stop it, isn't it? Going back again to five aside, me and you have nearly killed each other on a five aside pitch. <laughs> Generally, I thought you were going to fight with me. And, and, and like, we're mates, and they're, they're mates, and that can happen sometimes, isn't it? You know what I mean? It just, it's one of them. I thought you were going to knock me out in goals or something. <laughs> me and you were going to be scrapping on, on, on the big pitch. I all speak. It's, it's, I think Salah is, I think Manny's right to have a go at Salah, and I would hope that the managers had a go at Salah as well for those ones. I've got no issue with Salah taking certain shots on. If he wants to shoot from the edge of the box, we know he can score and that's fine. But when your mate, if you can play a pass where your mate's got an open goal or an open shot with just him and the goalie, and he had that twice, I think he has to pass it. Um, I do wonder if it's nil-nil if he does pass it. Mm-hmm. I think with the scoreline being what it is, I think he's he's trying to boost his own goal tally. I do and mo, I, whatever anyone says, Mo Salah he, look, he comes across the most humble man in the world, but he also comes across like he's got a f- massive ego. I think he loves being Mo Salah, and I think he loves being Mo Salah goal scorer, and that's fine because that's you know he's the he scored what fifty odd Premier League goals in in two seasons a little bit so don't take that away from him. But I, I, again, I've got no issue with Mane having a go, and I'd, I'd 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 expect the opposite if that was the other way around. I'd expect Salah to have a go at Mane as well because he has to pass that ball. I think this can work out well for us though, can't it, James? Because you know Mane doesn't say anything, then the next time it might be nil nil and the mm. ball's not played across. But because he's made an absolute yeah. meal out of yeah. it, you know Mo Salah is going to be passing to Sadio Mane in the next game, and it's I, I'd put a bet on Salah assist at Mane next game. <laughs> I g- genuinely would because 
Mane is forcing the situation. It might not be now. He's off the pitch anyway, but he's forcing it for the next time. Yeah. Nah, Mane, Mane might come across as this nice lad on social media, you know, does all these charities, does all these things for them back home. But listen, Mane is a moody bastard. <laughs> Trust. Like, see the way he had to go at Mo Salad? He was like, you're not, go you're not going to let me get that goal, nah. I see how it is. And then he was fuming after it as well. He was absolutely horrified, and rightly so. He, listen, that's the competitiveness that these players possess. That world class, you look at Ronaldo and you see all the times that he fumes when he doesn't get the ball to feet. Not that he can fucking talk because he doesn't pass the ball himself. <laughs> but when he does, but when when he doesn't get the pass, he's just like, what lad? Like I could have scored then. I could, I could have, I had a better chance than you did, and you didn't pass the ball to me. I'm a better striker than you are. That's not what Manny will be saying, but it's just along those lines. Like like you said, that's a great point. You've got to think about situations where. You might need a goal. You might absolutely have to get a goal. And Salah's just going to be greedy and go for it himself. That you, that that's a de detrimental moment I in think the it's game. Worth saying though, Salah does assist a lot. Is this more than Manning? Yeah, 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 that's what I'm saying. I, it, I don't I don't think it's a I don't think it's a Mo Salah's overly greedy yeah. problem. I think it was a Mo Salah had two issues in that game where he should have passed it. He took the wrong option. Yeah. And I've seen Manny do it. Man, yeah. I, I'll never forgive Manny for that Goodison derby when we drew one all it, for as long as I live because he should have passed. <laughs> you know, it's one 0 and 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 he should he should pass the salary, win two nil, and it's all done. So, it's it's it swings around about. I don't mind having a go at each other. I think in fact, anyone who, I don't know how often it comes across when you're on telly, but if you sit low down sometimes where you used to sit, Chris or whatever, you hear them having a go at each other all the time. I've heard Andy Robertson like effing and blind, and I've heard Van Dyke. I'd be terrified to talk to Virgil Van Dyke <laughs> even now. And Robertson's, I've seen like where the you know where where the, where's my effing cover Virgil or something like that. I've I've seen Henderson is constantly having a go with people. Don't mind it as long as you do it in the right way and you accept that if you cough up, you're going to get it as well. It's comp it's just competitive winning football, isn't it? You know, there's nothing wrong with having a go at your mates and there's nothing wrong with celebrating with your mates as well. I think Liverpool have got the balance just about right. You don't want to be moody where you're all hate each other, but don't think you can always be. Oh, never mind, never mind. Mo, pass it to me next time. No, absolutely, have a go at him. I don't care if he's the best player in the world or he's. You know the, the the young sixteen year old kid coming into the team. If he makes the wrong decision, you, you, I think it's right to have a go at him. And I think again, I'm not sure Mane should have done it on the side. Actually, knows he's not stupid. There's cameras everywhere. In hindsight, you probably want again. You want to get into the dressing room and have, yeah, a, and have a go. That's one of them where the moments exactly and emotions exactly to see red, don't you? There's, yeah. there's nothing you can do. We've yeah. all been there at five sides, haven't we? Where we've yeah. seen it. <laughs> <laughs> John, where do you sit on it? You happy? Yeah, I think it's great. It's you know ultimately it's, a ref it's, it's I think you know there's two reactions to this. There's, there's the media reaction to it, which is oh something's not right at Liverpool, which is just bollocks. You know what I mean? Let's let's fuck that off straight away. But there's the reaction to it as well as fans, where you look at that and think, no, that, that's what I want to see from players. You know what I mean? Like we're three, you know, we're nearly three nil up. Uh, I think at the time, and you know you got like, he, he wants that because he wants to score an open goal. He doesn't want it to be three. He wants it to be four. He wants it to be five. That's what you want. You know, and there's a really good piece. Um, Honigstein did a thing for the Athletic recently where it was when Aldum talking about you know his relationship with the manager and the fact that the manager gives him constant shit basically. He said, but then when you're off the pitch, he's brilliant, you know. And he said like, I wouldn't change it because I want him to be like that to be on me, so I'm doing what's best for the team. And ultimately, manage frustration is that I think you know as much as like yeah, he has definitely got I think a bit of an ego because you see how he is sometimes on the pitch. But like ultimately, he wants us to be the best team, and I think you know you've seen. Like the, almost like the blooming of him as like a complete forward, I think in the last twelve months where he, he's not just a winger now, is he? He's a ten, he's a striker, he can, he can do a bit of everything really, and I think he wants to be more involved. And you know, on the other side of it, the Salah side of it, like you know, he pass whether he intends to do it to set him up or not, he ultimately passes to. A lot can happen in the next three years, like a chatbot, maybe your new best friend. But what won't change? Needing health insurance. United Healthcare Tri-Term Medical Plans are available for these changing times. Underwritten by Golden Rule Insurance Company, they offer budget-friendly, flexible coverage for people who are in between jobs or missed open enrollment. The plans last nearly three years in some states, with access to a nationwide network of doctors and hospitals. So for whatever tomorrow brings, United Healthcare Tri-Term Medical Plans may be for you. Learn more at UH1.com. There's never been a faster or easier way to start your weight loss journey than with Plush Care. PlushCare accepts most insurance plans and gives you online access to board-certified physicians who can prescribe FDA-approved weight loss medications like Wigovi and ZepBound for those who qualify. Take charge of your health and speak with a board-certified physician about a weight loss plan that's right for you. Get started today at PlushCare.com slash weight loss. That's PlushCare.com slash weight loss. 
plushcare.com slash weight loss. Hey there, it's Michelle Norris. I'm host of a podcast called Your Mama's Kitchen. When I travel, I'm usually looking for a way to find a taste of home when I'm not at home. And one of the things I love to do when I am at home is entertain. And Airbnb allows me to do that. When I was in California recently, I rented a house that had a great kitchen. And when we were sitting around the table, we're all thinking, we're in someone else's house. Someone could be in all of our homes as well. If you have a home, but you're not always at home, you have an Airbnb. Your home might be worth more than you think. Find out how much at airbnb.com slash host. I mean, you know, for the third goal, hmm. you know what I mean? And sets that up. So as you say, you can't, you can't really lay the blame, I think, on anyone's feet. I think it's just one of them situations, like Steve says, where he made the wrong decision in that moment, but ultimately it's not... It's not like a systemic issue in how he plays football, is it? You know what I mean? Like we're still, you know, there's a reason we finished with 97 points last year. There's a reason we won the European Cup. There's a reason we're currently top of the league. There's a reason we just beat Burnley 3 0 and you know, both of them played a massive part in it. So I must admit, like, you know, if if I was in that situation as well, I, if I was Mane, the next game, I am absolutely laying one on for Salah before Salah gets a chance mm. to lay one on for me because I'll be there, <laughs> like Salah will be running off celebrating, I'll be standing there going, There you go. Incorporate his celebration into it. You've got it all. You've got it absolutely nailed. Um, so let's talk about um, Sal- uh, Mane's goal. Sorry, uh, I'll start with you, James. Um, it's really unbearly like that one, isn't it? Because Ben made a captain. Yeah. He gives, just gives the ball to Firmino, and then from there, it's pretty easy for us, isn't it? Yeah, it's what happens when you when you give the ball to any of our front three of that matter. You know, even probably the midfield as well. We, we're just very dangerous when we do get the ball in and around the area. And if you give the ball to us, you're basically asking to concede. And that's not in a cocky way, to be fair. Like, I'm not even saying that to be like, oh, we'll score every time you give it to them. But... It's the same with Man City. If you give them the ball in a dangerous area, the nine times out of ten they're going to score, and it's because they've got world class. Both teams have got world class forwards. Um, Were you surprised at the ease with which Mane finishes that? Because that again, I think, I think eighteen months better. ago, Mane doesn't finish like that for me. Yeah, I think there's a lot of players who were in that boat. Like, yeah, we mentioned about Matip before, how he's got better in the last 18 months. And then with Mane as well, I have seen a difference in his finishing because that was one of the biggest problems I had with him 18 months ago. felt like he had pretty much near enough everything except that that, that just clinical edge, that, you know, when it comes to his finishing. Now it looks like he's got that because he's actually scoring some top top goals. And, and you think, ooh, he, might not, he could not score, he had burnt in the net. It's the confidence that he's playing with as well, yeah. isn't it, to take that first time, Steve? Yeah, it was a goal, and it was a goal the second we got the ball. And yeah. that's, it's, it's mad watching that. It's like if you, it's like watching like an athletics runner running the 800 metres and he's like 100 metres to go with the line. You, you know he's won, but you're not going to celebrate until it's scored. It was like that with the goal. The second Firmino got that ball, I thought we were going to score. I didn't know if it was going to be Mane or Salah, because I didn't know which way he was going to pass it. But it was obviously a goal. It was a, it was a goal all day. They had, it had to be something bizarre. Um, and that I spoke before about Liverpool doing things a little bit un Liverpool like in that game. That was very much Liverpool like. And I don't I'll be honest, I'll be surprised if Liverpool worked on that much in training. You we talk about preparing for Burnley. The last thing I think Liverpool would have expected was for Burnley centre arse to be passionate to each other. Mm. Because they never did it all game. Every time they got it, it was direct to Barnes, direct to Woods, get it out wide to it was Lennon and um, McNeil, is it? Mm. Yeah, to, yeah, to, yeah, yeah. I, I think that, that that was who that, that was their plan all game. They they, they don't do that. Because, they, A, they're not that good at it. It doesn't play to their strengths. And, and also, Liverpool are amazing at getting the ball off them. But that was just Liverpool being Liverpool. That was Firmino being Firmino. And it was it was Mane being Mane. And it was it was actually quite easy, wasn't it? Um, if you'd have said to me, how are Liverpool going to score in this game? I'd, that would, I wouldn't have ever imagined them scoring that goal. You'd imagine them scoring that goal against a lot of teams. Even, like, like, even like, you know, you can even go to Leicester and score that goal. Or Bournemouth and score that goal where... Just one little error and you're in. I would never expect a Burnley to do it. And I don't think they intended to do it. I think the lad, he's just trying to play a simple pass and his, his balance is wrong and he underhits it. And to be honest, I think they, they should foul us. There's a couple of times where they should just boo for me in the air. Again, I'm getting all close to him. Yeah, so I think, is it, I can't remember, is it Westwood, I think, is, is, is chasing him back. And I think he probably could just volume. And I, that's what I would want. That's what I'd expect Burnley to do, to be honest as well. But... It's one of them, isn't it? I think they, we've just capitalised. And if you, again, we're that team where if you give us an inch, we'll take a mile. You give us a sniff and we'll score. Like It's like blood in the water, isn't it? And that was a goal. The second Firmino got that, I was up and I was thinking, right, goal, yeah. I don't know if it was the same in the ground. I don't know if you knew. Yeah. This, this, yeah, is, this is a goal. I don't know who's going to score it, but we're going to score. And 
it, again, dead. it's just deadly. It's just yeah. absolutely deadly. That, the thing that, that, that interested me, and I think it's a really nice talking point, actually, John, is how Burnley played after that second goal because I was stood on the ground thinking to myself, they're going to have to push on here. And they just continued with plan A. Mm. And I'm, I'm thinking to myself, Are they, they're not trying to win this game of footy, are they? And that tells you quite a lot about Liverpool, doesn't it? And that they're mm. not interested in even attempting to get back into it because we've used this a lot today. 18 months, two years ago. Liverpool are two nils off. And not a bad situation for the team to be in. <laughs> yeah. Now teams aren't even trying to score against us. No, they're not. And I, I said the same thing watching the game. I said, oh, they're going to have to come out and play us now. And this, this is where it might become a cricket score. This is where we might suddenly get into the game and start scoring threes, fours, fives. But they just stuck to it. And, you know, it was an unusual thing, I think, to watch as a, as a Burnley team because I fully expected them to give us a much harder time in midfield. And, you know, you, you know, do putting the stats up at the end of the game, you know, like how few touches like um, Lennon, uh, Wood and Barnes had in the game. The midfield weren't getting the ball to them at all. Like our midfield were absolutely just, just, just all over them, which I think was great. And, you know, whether Dice, you know, I like Dice, I respect everything he's done at Burnley, but like he moans like fuck. And like he actually came out after the match and was fairly just, you know, placid and straightforward. He's like, you know, fair play, they're a world class team, you know, there's a reason they're the European champions, blah, 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 blah. On our day, let's move on. And he just took it. Maybe that is just one of them. And, you know, that that's good. I think that, that bodes well for us because. Loads of teams in this league do that for City. Loads of teams just go this, you know, forget this. Let's just make sure we don't we don't concede loads. And you know, three nil. All right, it's you know, it looks it, you could you could maybe argue it's a bit of a pasting, but it, it doesn't read that way when, when you see it. Does it? But certainly, if you watch the game, we were on we were the, the better team. But um, they did they did come out eventually, and we scored the third goal as soon as it happened. Yeah, they, 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 it's they had four. Well, by the time Matip plays the ball to Firmino. They've got four midfielders and two attackers behind Firmino. And that's the first time I noticed them coming out and we just scored. And you're like, and that's why you do plan A and you stick with it. Because as soon as you come out against this Liverpool side, we're on you like that. We were in between the lines, properly in between the lines, weren't we? And we were able to break. And I'm kind of, I'm kind of agreeing with what John says there, is that they had no intention of trying to win that game anymore, like you, like you said. And yet... They, 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 that isn't in their nature. They're, they're a never give up team. Sean Dyche, like, like you mentioned before, he'll, he'll find anything to complain about. He'll do anything. They'll just start lumping it. I think what happened was, usually, again, you mentioned Liverpool 18 months ago, teams will just lump it and play for second balls, and you might feed off the scraps. And that's what Burnley do really well. I think they're, they're, a, very, they're a more attacking team than people give them credit for. They just do it rather unconventionally. But it's hard to win second balls when our Colossus. Dutch centre half just heading every single thing away. He's just he like didn't, a fucking yeah, magnet. He, he, he was he? every cross, every corner, every long ball. He was just heading every single. There was got, one, wasn't there? Where there was a free kick and they took it dead quick. The lad put the ball down. Someone yeah. else took it and he's in. And, and Virgil Van Dijk's the only man who's got the ball. And he's like, don't be trying to take it quick, <laughs> me, lad. You fucking idiot. There was a few times you had to turn the afterburners on to get him behind and catch the lads up. He was again. I thought he was outstanding. I think Rodriguez gets him a little bit tangled at the very, very end. But other than that. It's hard to win second balls when you, you know. How often will Chris Wood be going for aerial duels and not be the favourite to win it? Yeah, it must be very few and far between. I never once thought Van Dijk was going to miss anything. He was absolutely unreal, and I think Dijk mentions him in his post-match conference uh, press conference. Sorry, he must be so demoralising when your plan is mix it up, mix it up, get physical. We'll bully these, and then you look at this fella there, and you think, "How oh, am I bullying him? It's impossible." He didn't give them an inch. He had mentally is the only way because you're not going to bully him physically, yeah. are you? No. He, and that that's the difference is that like, even against Liverpool in the past, they will just continue lumping it, continue lumping it. Hope for again. Can I, can Chris Wood beat Matip or Gomez or Lovren or Clavon? Can he beat them once in the air? Can he beat them twice? And the odds are, yeah, he will. If you hit ten balls off edge of Van Dijk against Chris Wood, I think Van Dijk will win ten of them. And that, that generally, and I know really, and that's just that's just the difference between having. Good defenders and having the best defender on the planet and the best footballer on the planet who's just been voted it, it 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 completely ruins their game plan. And then they try and get him, they try and switch and they try and go for Matip, don't they? A little bit as well. And Matip's the same. He just won everything. He was like you mentioned before on the front foot. And I think when Burnley realised that, you mentioned before about Plan A's and Plan B's. They haven't got a Plan B Burnley because Plan A often is what got it's what got them here. I think they just realised this isn't for us. Let's save our legs. Let's just not get an absolute hiding and we'll. You know, we'll come back next week and we'll or after the international break and we'll try and beat whoever we play. I just want to touch on one thing actually that I think kind of feeds into this third goal and then also the front three stuff. 
I thought Firmino was brilliant in this game. Mm. I think, as I said before, about the thing with the midfield, with Burnley, thinking that they'd probably win the midfield battle, maybe, you know, 4v3, but I think, you know, we, we touch on them being, uh, Salah and Mane being brilliant as, as wingers and wide forwards. He was absolutely phenomenal as a false nine. You know, he, he always given us the extra man in midfield, along, you know, along with Fabinho and maybe Matip stepping up as well. But, you know, you look at that third goal and see that, you know, he, he gets the ball and they've instantly, uh, Salah and Mane have instantly got two lads around them and to be able to turn and, you know, just, just keep it simple, but play the pass to them, find the man and then obviously sprint half the pitch get up and finish it and make it look like you just side-footing into the goal is phenomenal. And he's a player who, you know, when we say, like, Burnley are quite a physical team and like to, like to play rough and ready, he, he has no problem with that. He's just like, I don't care. I'll stand. I, I can do that. And then I can also go up and play up front. But he doesn't get demoralised because, he, 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 you know, for me, I thought he was outstanding. But there were so many 50-50 balls in, in the air, certainly first half, and he just continues to go at them. And you th I think back to when Sturridge was there and... He half arsed them. Firmino goes in at 100% every time. And if he loses 6 of 10, he continues. It doesn't matter to him. He's going to make it difficult for you. And what Liverpool did so well in that game, and Klopp does mention this in one of his post-match interviews. I'm not sure where it was for. Maybe it was match today. He talks about winning the second balls. And Steve mentioned the second balls already a few times. And James, that's what Liverpool did so well. Because we, we, you mentioned it, Steve. We were there. We, we'd planned on how to attack them. We'd obviously planned on how to defend against them as well. And Klopp said, this is the best performance we've had against Burnley because we won every single second ball. Yeah, and, and listen, we've got a game plan going into every game. We've got that good of a manager and that good of a set of players to listen to the manager that we can go in with game plans. Teams can't really have a game plan against Liverpool because we just seem to know straight away how to go against that. So say if we have a poor first half, let's say, once Jurgen Klopp has a word with those players at half-time, it's a different story in the second Arsenal's half. Arsenal's a perfect example. Arsenal. We're whipping balls in for fun and then all of yeah. a sudden we're playing balls into feet. Ch Chelsea in the Super Cup as well. We had a very, very sloppy first half in that game and then the second half it was like we just came out a different, you know, sort of a different team. And Man City in the Charity Shield as well, that was a, that was another example of it. Um, it. There's so many games that I could come up with an example of that, but the, the, overall, me, the, the overall thing about it all is is we've just got a world-class manager and he just knows how to instil it into our world-class players. Now, one of the things that I find interesting, it's the two different styles, and we're kind of wrapping up this game now anyway. Before we start talking about the teams around the league, Steve, is Man City, I find, a really interesting subject when you compare them with Liverpool because Man City played their way and they imposed their will on teams game after game after game after game. Whereas Liverpool are a little bit more like a chameleon. Yeah. Liverpool teams come at Liverpool in different ways, and we just deal with it and shrug it off. Burnley is very different to how you're going to play against Southampton. Very different to how you're going to play against Arsenal, and we sort of do just slightly tweak things and get the better of teams. So, is it? Do you find that as interesting as me? Is that there's there's two ways almost of how we're going around yeah. trying to beat teams? Yeah, ultimately I think it's you know, the reason will be I think City have probably got a bit a better midfield or create more creativity and that they know that they can play their way because ultimately Kevin De Bruyne might just pull a bit of magic off or Bernardo Silva or David Silva. I don't think we've quite got that in midfield. We're a bit more workmanlike. Again, it's the reason why I think Chamberlain at some point will be in the team to provide it. But we'll just beat you. We'll we'll find a way to beat you. It doesn't matter if we have to. Do you want us to cross it ten times, Sam? We'll cross it ten times. Do you want us to start shooting from the edge of the box, Sam? We'll do that. Oh, you're going to play a high line. All the best. We'll we'll, we'll find <laughs> we'll we'll find a way to do you. We'll to do you. Um, we talk about Norwich. Everyone knew Norwich couldn't defend set pieces, so Liverpool score off a set piece and make it look. You know, they're Mark and Van Dijk with a full back. Look, you know, congratulations, congratulations, lads. We we'll figure we'll figure it out. And I, I agree, James is right. Is that we've got a very smart team and a very smart manager. And, but but ultimately, a lot of it just comes down to the, the final point he made, which just re-emphasise. We've got world-class footballers. And when you've got, there's at least four in our team at the moment, you know, Van Dijk in the front three, I think there's, without question, I think we've got world-class full-backs actually as well. I think Fabinho's world-class Yeah, Fabinho, yeah, so, yeah, yeah, another one, yeah, and he was outstanding by the way. So automatically there's seven world-class footballers rocking up to Burnley, well. And Trent, yeah. best right-back in the world, he's got to be world-class surely. Yeah. Yeah. Robert, best left-back in the world, got to be world-class. There you go, so all of a sudden you're rocking up and there's, there's your world-class footballers coming to rock, play against Burnley, lads you aren't, well, you know, who haven't, they've got good footballers, they haven't got anyone near this standard. So if you do your job correctly and you don't shoot yourself in the foot, then you're going to win. And that's the difference. That's just the difference in this Liverpool team than the old ones. We're, we're not going to shoot ourselves in the foot very often. We almost did it at Southampton and it nearly mm. cost us. But other than that, we, we don't do it. So 
I, I'm amazed actually that how easy it was in the end. I, I was expecting Burnley Saturday night. You know, uh, this could be you know, and they you know Ashley Barnes has been he scored every game. He's, he's he's they've always scored goals against us. They've they've made it really difficult at times. I've been in that ground where they beat us, and it's it's mm. awful. It was it, it was straightforward. It was dead 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 easy. And again, it was just because our our top players and you're, you're from the back. So Van Dyke plays well. Fabinho plays well, really well. The front three play really well. It, it's almost academic, isn't it? If we can do that to teams and they allow us to do it, then we're going to win. That's why we, that's how you get 97 points and win a European Cup when your big players perform. And we made it again. We made Burnley look like crap. No, we did. No, we no, did. And, and, I'm, and, and I don't mean that. This, I, I'm a big Burnley fan. I, I think they're really good, and I'm a big Ashley Barnes fan. I think he's brilliant. But we just made them look like a poor team because we're just that much better than them. Okay, um, so we'll talk about uh, we'll talk a little bit about Man City and, the, and our rivals now. Um, as it stands, though, Liverpool are top of the table with twelve points, Man City ten, uh, Arsenal seven, five points behind after four games, Everton equally five points behind after four games, Manchester United are seven points behind after four games, as are Chelsea, um, which is it's quite laughable, really, how shit they all are, isn't it? <laughs> they're, 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 they're dog shit. Lots of these teams. We were touching on in the office upstairs before. Like, I can't believe how mad some of the scores have been. I know it's still early in the season, you know, we're just getting out of August, but some of these scores are mad. And I just, you know, we were talking about like the North London derby and stuff, and just like neither of them teams knew how to defend yesterday. And I've got, I actually rate Spurs as a team, you know, especially that back line, like maybe they've lost some key parts of it, like, but like, I just don't know what's going on. (laughs) It is. It is such a two-horse race. For, I think at the minute for the league, like, and it's 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 not even. I think like the big thing last year was the race for top four, and you know, as you get as you get four into two, I think you could extend that now to like Wolves, Leicester, and people have sort of talked around it a little bit, kind of this season. But honestly, I think you can because I just think like you look at like you know the, the the classically top four teams like Chelsea and Arsenal, and they've yeah they've they've got elements of the teams that are brilliant, but then they've got other elements that are absolutely awful. Like I, I've got no idea how Arsenal have gone into this this season with the midfield they've got. It's just nuts. And that's before you get into the fact that they needed cover, they needed cover at centre half. You know I mean? saw someone talking the other day about um, a combined eleven, and the it was a combined eleven between Arsenal and Tottenham. And you've probably seen this tweet, and the, and the, the person was saying, "How's oh, Torreira not in this? Oh, Torreira didn't even get a start for your team. Never mind <laughs> fucking Tottenham. You know what I mean?" And up until this point in this game, I don't think he had had a start. I can't remember if it was against us or, or against Spurs. And I'm like, he's not that good. He's just a bit shit. He's just a little scrappy do, isn't he? You know what I mean? There's not much to him, like. And you look at their sides, and all of them. You're right. All of them have got parts of their sides that are just shit. And I've been there. We've been there as a Liverpool fan when you've got some world class players, and it's just not enough a lot of the time. No, it's the the gap is massive. The gap between second. I and I'm again. I'm a I'm a I'm a Pochettino fan. I'm a. I quite like what Spurs do and stuff, but we're well better than them. I mean, we're well better. It is. It doesn't City on a par with, and then everyone else. I think Tottenham are the third best team still, and then and then throw it at on fourth to eighth. Like a, a Chelsea better than Everton? I don't know. I, I would probably not. You know, and Chelsea finished third last year, didn't they? In the end, yeah. Yeah, um, and Arsenal brilliant. I think they've got a brilliant front three. The back line is atrocious. Like Granit Xhaka plays every week for them, and he's crap. So that that's the that's the level. Granit Xhaka would have taken Firmino out in the build. He, he, would, he, he, he would absolutely. He, yeah. he definitely would have. But we'd have been four 0 up by then, so it wouldn't have mattered. <laughs> <laughs> it's, it's like, I I think to be honest, I think what happens is I think Liverpool and City are so good that it magnifies it a bit. Like in, in years gone by, those teams would have been genuinely not title contenders, but you'd have, you'd have been in the mix for longer. I think the, the gap has just grown far. Well, they're all playing for 85 points as a league, a league winning yeah, point total. Yeah, we're, we're not, are we, James? Go on, you wanted to jump in there. Yeah, uh, the thing is, yeah, uh, we go back to the point before about how we've been through it before. That's why I really like don't like. Listen, I'm cool. I'm cool with like all fans and that. Yeah, <laughs> but you know what? In all your faces. Like in, all <laughs> your faces. Nah, in the most respectful way possible. Listen, I'm good with everyone. I have no problems. I feel sorry for you. I've been there. We all know what it's like. We know the struggle. Listen, I've had to shift through Ricky Lambert, Balotelli, an injured Sturridge, and Fabio Barini. Now that's that's pain. That's pain right there. That's hard times right there. And you're trying to conv- you're trying to convince yourself that you might scrape fourth when you're you're six points yeah. behind with two games and you think that's exactly and what then, it was. And, then, and then Rock up and Crystal Palace beat you. And you're yeah. Like, that, yeah, that's where they are. And. Of all of them, it's United who are the worst. I Why think. are United the worst of them? 
I think they've got a terrible manager. Terrible how, midfield. Where would you rank him? I don't know how anyone could say that he's not one of the bottom three managers in the league. No, generally speaking. I think at the minute... R.I.P. Steve's mentions. <laughs> no, 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 no. It's just, again, it's, people disagree with me. It, uh, we've, had, we've had a terrible manager. I've been through it and I can see similarities. They've got world-class players. Maybe. But they've, got, they've got very, very good players who are, who are play, underperforming. Who's their world-class players? De Gea still? If he went, again, he's living a bit on reputation, isn't he? But I think he, he could be. Pogba could be. Talent-wise, again, you've got to you, but you've got to get the best out of him. I'm a big Rashford fan, but he's been a bit ordinary this year. And then the rest of it's crap. Like their best players, their right back who makes ten tackles, sound all the best. You'll come sick with that. Their best player is the new signing, Daniel Daniel James. He's been yeah. he's been amazing and, and for it's, them. It's like, it's like <laughs> I get where they are. I get where I, I, we've lived it. They are a Europa League squad. That's what because that's what they are. They're a Europa League team. Scott McTominay and Andrew Pereira should not be starting games from Manchester United. But that's where they are. So, Sam, you get on with it. And we'll, we'll try and win the league, lads. And that's what, that's what it is. And they can all mess around and stuff. And again, it's not that it's not that far removed from the other way around. When they were battling, it was Chelsea, Arsenal, United to an extent, wasn't it? And they were laughing at us going, enjoy your battle for sixth and, and if you win the Europa League, all the best. You know what I mean? That's, that, it's just it's flip reversed and it, it, it changes so quickly. I don't doubt for a second that at some point Man United will be a league champion again. And it'll probably be within 10 years or it could be within 10 years. But there's no guarantees because Liverpool should have won the league. You know, when we when we were crapping. What are they on for now? Is it, is this their sixth or seventh year without winning it? Because what's this year? Thirteen. So so we're coming up in a couple of months' time. It will be nearly seven years. And all of a sudden, and all of a sudden, it turns to thirty quite quickly. Yeah, doesn't yeah, it? Can't. You know, that's how it starts. That is how it starts. <laughs> lads. We've literally been there, and you're yeah. thinking it'll be all right. We'll get one of these in a few years. I know. I, I still haven't seen my team lift the league. It's half heavy. <laughs> and that's the thing. It, it can happen. I, can, I said I don't. I wouldn't be surprised if they did it, but for the probation, I wouldn't be surprised if they never, because they look miles away. Like, how are they going to, how are they, what can they do to catch us and, and City now? What could they do? Who could they buy? That's not what they should be aiming for. No, no, and it's not. Even if, even if they can buy the players, I don't think they've got the right manager for the job. Yeah, and it's, it's so I, I'm, it's quite funny actually, I'm, I'm, I disagree, I, I'll go against what James says. I am quite happy to have a go at them, because I hate them. So... <laughs> That's fine. I've, again, I've been to their ground and I've took some stick at their ground, and rightly so, because we've been crap and they've been miles better than us. So I think we should enjoy it. I, I am amazed how poor the standard of the league is. Like, I don't know. Or, is it poor? Or, 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 no, yeah. I think it's improved. Like, do you know the, the other the teams? Worst, the, the, so, the, yeah, yeah. There was the six. Enough. There was the six teams. There was us. The, you know, the standard six teams. Then there was Everton, and, and you know, kind of sniffing Bones in and around. There. Yeah, and then like. But now I feel like everyone. Is either equally just as shit or equally just as good as each other. Mm. It's one or the other, and I feel I feel like it is a bit of both. Like yeah, I looked at the Chelsea uh, Sheffield United game. I feel like that's just two teams that are kind of just as good as, as each which other is, in, in some mad, ways, yeah. which is crazy because Sheffield United shouldn't be as good as Chelsea Football Club. Do you know what I mean? Mm. But you just saw the way they play football against Chelsea. And it weren't even like Chelsea were playing bad. It just looked like Sheffield United knew what to do. Was anyone shocked at any results at the weekend? Like genuinely shocked. Like I, I'm not, I'm not shocked that Man United couldn't beat Southampton. I, that that we, is not a shock at all. I said it before. I'm not the... shocked that Chelsea couldn't beat Sheffield United. Yeah. I, I think I was shocked at that. I just because I think they were two 0 That's, that's, a, that's like, the thing. Know, Sheffield you, United have been good this season. Yeah. You know, but play, if, if before Andrew football. said Sheffield United are going to get a draw at Stamford Bridge, you would have went whoa. Like if Sheffield United come to Anfield and get a draw, or next week City play Norwich, if they can get well, after the international break, you would be shocked mm-hmm. if, if Norwich got something, or you would be shocked if Newcastle got something off Liverpool. I tell you what, the least shocking result was. City Brighton. Oh yeah. yeah, that was the least shocking result of the <laughs> yeah. entire weekend. And that's that's the thing is that I, might, I might be doing the the other teams at the service. Maybe maybe the standard of the league generally is better, which brings the gap, which makes. But the gap between the top two and the league's never been bigger. No, no. that's the thing. I think the standard has improved. It's almost. But I think everybody like, else is. Yeah, it is. And the, everybody else has just gone back to the pack, and that's that, that's what it is. But, that's why you're laughing. I mean, you had the game in the North London derby, the NLD, which was. Apparently a thing like fucking, uh, what was the Upton Park was all of a sudden called the bowling, <laughs> and now now the North London derby's been the NLD for two or three years. And you're like, this wasn't what it was called, lads. You know what I mean? Shut the fuck up. Is this social media? I think it is. Like, like, like when did the when did West Ham start calling it the bowling? It was Upton Park my entire <laughs> life. The last year they were like the fucking bowling. It's like, fuck that. Your fucking bowling ground. Shit, it was up in Park, lads. <laughs> Been there once, I know. <laughs> <laughs> um, 
Carry me what I was talking about. You, you, were, about you were about to say how crappy it was. Just two teams just fucking going, you win, you win. <laughs> They're fucking shit. And he came diving, shock, nothing gets said, shock. <laughs> oh, no, I, that was a mad game. Like, it, it, the weird thing is with this league, I think at the minute, like James sort of touched on it there, is I think, I think the worst league I've seen in recent memory or certainly in the last 10 years or so was, was the, the, the Leicester won it. And that that to me was the worst league I've seen because someone else yeah. should have stepped up and won that, and instead and, and not them. And you know, fair play to them because they should have been Spurs. It, it should have been Spurs, 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 Spurs yeah, and Spurs ended up finishing third. That's how much they bottled it that year. But but I think this year, if you look at the league at the minute, like, like I think the standard actually has probably has raised and the quality levels raised. But I think you know taking taking us and City out of it completely at the minute, like entertainment wise and for fans of those teams it's it's such a better league because I mean like for whatever fault you might say put Lampard for Chelsea or like maybe he isn't, isn't going to be a great manager we don't know where it's still too early I think to say but he's given all the kids there a chance which which people have said for years like you know they've got 40 people out on loan all of a sudden they've got Tammy Abraham playing every week Mason Mount's playing and, and, and they look good and, and you know maybe it'll work maybe it won't work I they've don't got know. the start of something at Chelsea I think that's yeah. the difference at Man United I don't think they've got the start of anything but to be fair to say like, if you want to watch great players you'll watch City and Liverpool mm. and if you, watch, if you want to watch really entertaining games you'll watch everyone else like mm. Wolves Everton's bananas isn't it yeah. it's, it's just nuts and then the North London derby was mental Chelsea Sheffield United's mental and that's it's probably what James said actually is that the rest of the league you know, Leicester can go and spend £40 million on Thielmans mm. I mean, that's never happened does it? you know I mean like how can Wolves go and spend £30 million on Raul Jimenez? Everton can spend £50 million on Richarlison and, and go and sign Moise Keane or whoever they've got. The, 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 the financial gap isn't there. It's still there to an extent, obviously. But if you if these these teams can go and buy the difference-making players, mm. so it isn't it, you can't just get by on having the better players. Now you've also got to be a team. And that's, again, we've got, we've got world-class players and a world-class manager. And so have City. Everyone else has either got... A bit of a mix of both, or good here and bad there, and it, it, I think I think we're going to see loads of really good games. I don't think Liverpool and City games are going to be that good. I think which we're going to be much better than when we play. Mm. You're not you're not going to get many four threes or something like that anymore. Everything else, there's not a, there's not a game in the world that I think I will be shocked if that team doesn't beat that team. You, you sort of touched on it a little bit. Like I was watching that d- debate you did with Sky um, with the fan the fan channels and that, but like they touched on it a bit with the Zaha thing. It's like you know, like. You sell him for 80 million, but being in the league's worth 130, so why sell him? And yeah, he's your star player. You might only win one in three games. You know, you get, you know, just about get 40 points to stay up. But I think the league's gone that way. I think it's been. I think the, the, the transfer market just going up slightly wider. Like, but the transfer market this year, I think, has been like the most fascinating thing ever because you, you've got that wage inertia thing now, where like teams are like, well, we know you've got this money, so we want this, and the teams are suddenly going, well, is Zaha really worth 80 million? You know what I mean? Like Everton often offering 70, 70 for him. Is he really worth 80? Probably not, but that's what you'd have to pay to get him and teams haven't got to do that anymore. So you've got, now you've got, you know, a whole swathe of teams. Like, you know, you can pick through that Leicester side. And like, that, that, that is a top four side. You go back, yeah. even, even, even two years, that would have been a top four side <laughs> easily. But now it's a thing of you look at like Everton, like Everton are quietly in decent form, you know what I mean? And they're doing good stuff. And then you've got Spurs. Their form since the turn, the turn of this year has been shocking. And, it's weird how, how much the league's levelled out, but you've just got these two outlier teams who one who I suppose has sort of grown players in, in our manager and you know obviously Pep's got his way and has spent the money and stuff and that was, people forget that was getting put in place for him before he even joined the club. So it's just mad. But I think the league the league as as, a, as in terms of standard, I think it's just levelled out completely because there's there's not many teams really who you can kind of you can easily say are better than the other. I actually if only for Europa League football, that maybe would maybe look at say like a Wolves and go like they play a slightly different way, you know, to the theatre back thing, and they do something a bit, and they've actually got quite a good squad. But I think that Europa League stuff might, might affect them a bit personally. But wrap it up, I'd rather have Leicester squad than United's, than Chelsea's, than Chelsea right now. Yeah, I, I, think, I, 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 who do you think is the better manager out of the three of them clubs? Rogers. Oh, Rogers. Rogers. Yeah. Far. I think. I think Nuno's a good manager. I think so. Yeah, it's mad that United and Chelsea have got two of the probably the worst or least experienced. Lampard has potential, though. Like least experience. He might, yeah. he might, he might, he might but yeah. then, but then, he just he hasn't won a game. I mean, he's won one game, so, and, he, and he won one game against the an, a pretty poor Norwich team. Nah, that's a good point. Yeah, so, no, no, I, I like it because it's like you look like Madrid and Barcelona having the same thing in the league at the minute. I'm buying about the same thing where. They've both had great teams, but they've all had great teams, and they're at the stage now where they've just got to build something completely new and just see and just see what happens. And there's no, there's no easy way to do it. You can't just suddenly go out. And you've seen the death of that club that can go out and just go right. 
uh, we're going to buy this lad, this lad, and this lad. Here's 50 million, here's 50, and you just can't do anything about it. That's gone now. Like, all these teams are just, you know, who, who used to be in the big clubs are kind of going, what do we do? And that's happening throughout Europe, I think, but it's also happening within our own league where you're having, like, like, like look at Wolves coming up, the team they built. They came up with a, t- with a team that was way better than the Championship mm. when they were in the yeah. Championship. And, like, you know, I, I'm not going to pretend I knew who, like, who, who, who Nuno was before he came to this league, but. Like he's clearly a good manager, you know what I mean. And like he, the attraction for him, I think, to that job is that you know, I can I can basically have players that are, you know, thirty, forty million pound players and coach them into doing something really good, you know what I mean. And I won't get that in Spain. I'll get lads who are five million, and I've got to struggle to get them to be a, to be the level of that. And that's that's what the money's done to the league, I think. Yeah, no, I agree. I think that you, a fascinating last fifteen <laughs> minutes of the show again. Uh, leave us your thoughts to everything we've discussed in the comments section. Uh, don't forget to go over and check out the RedmenTV.com. Uh, we do the instant match reaction, the one that we used to do on YouTube. That goes out on the website and on the in the podcast players uh, for subscribers straight after the game. Of course, uh, I'll be doing a stats and tactics show later on. We'll be diving in depth and detail once again into the three 0 route of Burnley and really finding out how Liverpool tactically uh, went at Burnley. Uh, and there'll be goals explained over on the YouTube channel as well. Thank you for joining me, gents. Thank you as well for joining me. And we'll see you next time on the Red Men TV. Thanks very much, Tara. Even when we're on a budget, we still deserve nice things. Quince is a place to scoop up stunning high-end goods for 50 to 80% less than similar brands. They have buttery soft cashmere sweater starting at $50, luxurious Italian leather bags, and so much more. Plus, Quince only works with factories that use safe, ethical, and responsible manufacturing. Get the high-end goods you'll love without the high price tag with Quince. Go to quince.com style for free shipping and 365-day returns.